Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Tuesday, June 20th, 2023, and this is episode 438 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control, and it's another Coffee with Brian daily morning chat. How we doing? How's everybody doing this morning? Have a little uh, silver bullet blend in the cup this morning. Man, stuff is good. Stuff is good. Definitely a limited edition. Um, good candidate for a limited edition for sure. I'll uh, back with Butcher. Good morning. I uh, I was just putting up the quote from uh, our man Pip, the history guy. We were worried, concerned, um, and and uh, all getting ready to pay our respects yesterday. But the reports of his death are greatly ex- exaggerated. Uh, he says that Mark Twain said it, but the fact that he posted it this morning, he said it. Good morning, Pip. Good morning, Backwoods Butcher. Good morning, Canadian Farmstead. How are we doing? Oh, Pip says the pool idea is going to be next weekend, so we will have to be concerned on next Monday morning. Next Monday morning. Kyle. Kyle saved the day. Yes, last night I had a no-show on my uh, for my interview last night. First time out of 30, 30 uh, pod, pod match interviews. So this would have been 31 completed interviews, and I had a no-show. So one out of 31 ain't bad. I have not heard yet from the guy. Hope he's okay. Hope nothing uh, major happened and he just uh, forgot or didn't show or whatever. I don't wish bad on anyone just because uh, they couldn't make an interview. So we talked about armadillos. Uh, we talked about Kyle and um, just kind of bullshit it for a while because that's what I had to do. And um, I had that scheduled. So I popped on. Corey said, well, why don't you just go do it? Talk about armadillos. We were looking up armadillos. We'll talk a little bit more about armadillos this morning. But um, I said, okay, whatever. Jumped on. Kyle happened to be hanging out, waiting in the audience, and old easy button pops on. So that's what we did. That's what we did. And then I joined Porterhouse last night. It was a uh, it was a good show, chatting with him. We had some technical difficulties, some, um, some issues going on with mics and internet and back and forth. And we didn't know who was glitching out and who wasn't the audience said that they could see and hear everyone fine. It was, uh, it was interesting. It was interesting, but good chat. Good chat. I like Porterhouse. Good dude. He, uh, he was just on talking about biochar and asked me to uh, swing over and be on his show. And so I did. So I did. And as long as Kyle's here and it's first thing in the morning, I wanted to, uh, I brought up something to share with him on the screen. So I'm going to pop that up there. Kyle, I know you're watching on your big 80 inch screen. So here you go. I don't know if you're going to be able to see it. Can you see it? And uh, Kyle says he snuck a high Corey in the comments on Porterhouse's feed. And I did see that, but I did not call it out. I don't know if it's my, if it's my spot to, uh, to call out comments on someone else's stream, especially when they're directed at my wife. <laughs> What did you say? Oh, but she appreciates it, Kyle. She appreciates it. And uh, yes, Kyle said he sees the picture on the screen. If you're on the audio or couldn't see what that little thing was, it was a uh, it was a picture I searched this morning because Kyle's trying to uh, cut back on uh, cigarettes, on the Marb Lights. And the morning time, I'm sure, with his coffee is one of the hardest times. So I decided to take a minute find him an anti-smoking picture and it was a cigarette with the ash coming off the front and it was shaped as a man like crawling very dramatic and uh, heartfelt to uh, make him think about stopping thing uh backwards butcher says that's why i'm her favorite butcher now i'm pretty sure that's because you sent her pictures of your animals dude like i told you yesterday easy button you're the easy button when it comes to podcast guests uh, the animal pictures and videos are the easy button when it comes to being in Corey's good graces. Everybody needs to know. 
you want Brian to come over and play? You want me to be on an interview? You got to get past the gatekeeper, and the gatekeeper likes furry animals doing cute things. So, what's that? And oh, and feathered. Sorry, furry and feathered. Um, yeah, and. <laughs> Are we back? Holy <laughs> crap. That was weird. Uh, Pip says quitting smoking's easy. I've done it a dozen times. <laughs> I like it, Pip. Uh, all right. Six minutes in this morning. Let's get to that perfect cup question of the day. I've had enough coffee um, to, to read so far this morning, uh, which is good because I woke up and was exhausted after uh, late night late night of interviews and then it was warm here for some reason i don't know i think i uh i realized this morning when i woke up that my phone was on vibrate instead of silent so i think all night when i was getting messages emails it was vibrating and kind of waking me up a little foggy this morning note to self be sure phone is on vibrate anyway let's uh, get to that perfect cup question then we'll hit history and uh get on with the show All right, it's time for the 102nd edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram group at t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash lots feed. That's a new address. That's a channel. That's a one-way communication. I send out the message and the people can reply to that post and that post only. The posts don't get lost in the chatter anymore. They're all right there, and the comments are contained in a little separate section. It helps me grab all the answers in the morning quicker. It helps me streamline uh, the flow of information. The chat is still there at t.me slash lots chat. Come on, join us over there. We are at 69 members. Um, yeah, good, good group of people. Chat goes all sorts of different directions. But if you're more there just for the links and the question of the day, the channel is where to find it, t.me slash lots feed. The question of the day today is what two or three songs hit you with a wave of nostalgia every time you hear them? What two or three songs hit you with a wave of nostalgia every time you hear them? So... This was tough. This was tough. Corey, uh, I gave Corey the answer, or the, the answer, the question. I give her the answer before that question, so that helps her answer the question. Uh, no, I gave her the question last night, and she's like, oh, wow, two or three? And then she ended up, she couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. Um, I think I know one of them for her uh, that she hasn't even thought about because she hasn't heard it in so long that... Um, that she probably forgot, but uh, what was it? Turn around. Yeah. She, oh, she considered it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's a long story that I don't have time to tell right now, but uh, she couldn't think two or three. I think that one was probably high on the list of if you had to choose two or three um, myself, man, um, I picked one, one really stuck out and it's an odd one, but I think a lot of people probably feel the same, but it was uh, <laughs> Phil Collins in the air tonight. Um, just going back to all the different sporting events and shit I went to as a kid in the eighties and early nineties, they played that song before every sporting event known to man, especially professional sporting events. Like when the teams were warming up and when you're a kid, that's what you want to do. You want to go in early. You want to watch the players warm up, um, this and that, you know, I was the sports ball kid for sure to go into all the games. Uh, but, uh, in the air tonight with the big old drum solo, that was, um, that was a normal, uh, normal song on the soundtrack of um of the game before game warm-ups so that was always something that i heard um you know nostalgia i guess down that line if you really just want um, feelings probably the the song they play when the bills score a touchdown um you know i'm not a sports ball guy anymore i don't really partake much anymore but um yeah, when I was a kid, that was it. Football football season, we were at the Bills games. We were at all the playoff games when they went to the Super Bowls. And that the the um, the Bills shout song plays after touchdowns. And, yeah, I hear that song in other contexts. It's not even um, – not 
um, not even the same song. They they kind of uh, modified it for the team. But here are the original. Here's the here's the modified version. And my thoughts go right back to where I was as a kid, sitting in the stands watching those games. So I guess that would be it for my two. My two. Pippenai says in the air tonight when you can see everyone in traffic banging on the steering wheel when playing the drums. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And that was everybody in the crowd too. So when you have a stadium full of people, uh, well, half full because it's warm ups and everybody else is drinking in the parking lot. And the song comes on, everybody in the crowd does it too. So let's get to the answers of the crowd since uh, Corey dipped out on me and didn't give me an answer. Thanks. Thanks, Corey. <laughs> uh, Kyle, the Backwoods Butcher, gave me three uh, fine choices. Tennessee Whiskey, uh, me and his wife's first dance. I can't even believe my wife didn't say Wildflower by Dean Brody. Should have brought all the emotions of our of our relationship rushing back as our first song at our wedding, I think. Uh, Kyle's second choice is Fantasy by Ludacris. Uh, that one time that gymnast from Tinder gave him Road Dome. That makes all the nostalgia of your life run back is that one road, that one road dumber. Jeez. <laughs> Great life, dude. Uh, and then third is I Need a Hero from the second Shrek movie because that song slaps. I hear it. I hear you. I, I, I am a fan of that song. And in that movie, uh, it really does the trick. Uh, Pip and I says, morning, Corey. Good morning, Corey. James, Gingerbread Farm, weighed in on the question of the day with three songs. Uh, three great songs. Again, Paradise City by Guns N' Roses. Yeah, that, that, that'll bring it back. Uh, I'm sure James has personal reasons for that. Uncle Tom's Cabin by Warrant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm hearing you. Uh, and Touch of Grey by the Grateful Dead. That one is, uh, that one speaks to me. That one speaks to me too. I don't think it made my top two or three, but uh, it's quality, quality uh, remembering going on with some Grateful Dead for sure. And a lot of quality forgetting going on with the Grateful Dead for me. Uh, unfortunately, some of the best music from James's life, it, he avoids now because it he used to calm himself before going into some terrible situations. Kenny G has a clockwork orange effect. There is that too. There is that. Um, one of the songs that I, um, I remember and it has a kind of one of those visceral reactions is, um, a song by obituary, the, the heavy metal band obituary. Uh, and I can't remember that NWO is the, is the title. It, um, it was a song we always used during, I, I go back to sports again as a kid, um, the warmups for our teams, our soccer team um, used to be pretty good in high school. Uh, it was like a big pageantry thing. You think of high school football in most schools, ours was soccer. Uh, that was one of the songs that was in our warmup routine before. Um, just hearing it kind of put you in that zone that it was time to play. And we had fun. We had a lot of fun on that team, but we took we took playing very serious when the game came along. And so it was kind of one of those things that flips a switch. And I think when you train yourself to do that by hearing a song, it just does that. Not necessarily flips you in game mode, uh, but it, it triggers something when for four years, you know, however many eight, ten times a year for four years, you you uh, you turn on to that song. And yeah. Let's get on to Josh. Josh says, I'm going to have to think on that one because generally I uh, have an entire playlist of those songs and narrowing it down isn't that easy. Um, yeah, Josh bitched out on us, never came back and told us any songs, not even one. Couldn't come up with one, couldn't come up with four. I know it says two to three, uh, but man, we would have taken any, any answer. Uh, Golden Crickets weighs in with a couple of good ones here. The Drifters, Under the Boardwalk. Quality. Quality song, Golden Crickets, for sure. I don't know if it's in my top three, but definitely definitely there. Um, Anne Berlin by Paper Thin Him. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. I, uh, I actually put it on a little side list here to look up and uh, listen to because I'm always interested in what the audience listens to. Uh, and then Alan Jackson, Where I Come From. 
It's another good one. Another good one. Alan Jackson, some old Alan Jackson. Um, was good. I, I watched a documentary on him the other day. I think it was on TikTok. It was like an eight minute video on TikTok, which is amazing uh, that I made it through the whole thing. But it was the story of Alan Jackson and it was pretty sweet. Uh, dude is pretty cool. Came from a whole lot of nothing. Let's get to uh, Pip, the history guy. He weighed in. He had a couple of three that uh, are right in my wheelhouse for sure. For sure. Um... <laughs> Before we get to Pip, I just saw Renegade, uh, Backwoods Butcher giving the Renegade Butcher a little shit in the, in the comments here. He says, son of a bitch, I shared BJ stories and he can't even come up with one song. <laughs> oh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Pip. Let's get to Pip. Pip songs were right in my wheelhouse. I think Pip and I are pretty close to the same age. Uh, he put in the list. Dave Matthews Band, um, Ants Marching from Under the Table and Dreaming around 1993 great song uh i never went full-blown dmb guy i had uh, some friends and some acquaintances that uh, were all in on dave matthews like you couldn't name another band without them telling you how much dave dave matthews band was better uh but love the music i listened to it i was a closet dmb guy uh didn't want to tell anybody that i was one of them uh, the New Radicals, Maybe You've Been Brainwashed too is the album, and you get what you give. Great song, great song from 1998. Always enjoyed the New Radicals, and that song is definitely one to uh, to check out if you've never heard them. Uh, links to these, oh no, these are, uh, this is Perfect Cup. No links, no links. You'll have to just Google it, sorry. Sorry. Um, and then Piff's last uh, last entrance was Seven Dust Blacks. Uh, Pip, you put the, the album and the the um, the song title for the first two. Is the song title for the Seven Dust song Blacks, or did you uh, did I miss the copy and paste? I'm not. I wasn't ever big into Seven Dust. Is enough to buy albums and get song names. I always would listen to them on my new. Um, what was that uh, Napster? I would just search Seven Dust and pull down some uh, songs. Anyway, anyway, uh, we got one more, one more entrant here. Uh, Chris Dixon replied this morning. Got these ones and another, another great list. My community, my community has great taste in music. Let me say, Chris Dixon says, uh, "Don't Blink" by Kenny Chesney. Yeah, that uh, that is definitely a good driving song or. Comes on. I prefer to usually be alone when that song comes on because uh, people don't want to hear me sing. Uh, Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden. Oh, Pippinize says it's Seven Dust from the self title album. Probably why he didn't write Seven Dust twice. <laughs> uh, Chris Dixon's second answer was Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden. Yes, the classic Run to the Hills, Iron Maiden. I think if you've uh, if you grew up in anywhere in the seventies, eighties, or nineties, and you didn't uh, you didn't hear much of Iron Maiden, you missed out. You missed out for sure. And then Chris's last suggestion is "Night Moves" by Bob Seger. Oh, that whole album! That whole album! I think anything from Bob Seger uh, and that general time period is uh, is a, a wake up call to a lot of people. Just awakens those senses. Um, <laughs> Pip says co-worker number four chimed in with Foo Fighters, my hero. We got them coming in from everywhere. We got them coming from everywhere. Um <laughs> oh man. All right. I'm just checking the comments to make sure nothing else came in. Anyway, that's been another episode of The Perfect Cup. Again, the question this morning was, what two or three songs hit you with the wave of nostalgia every time you hear them? If you want to weigh in after the fact, you can definitely hit that Telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed. You can scroll up a little bit and you'll see it. I put the image of the, the thumbnail with the question on it. All you do is hit comment and throw your answers in. 
won't be on the show, but I love to hear what everybody's thinking. And you can join the feed and catch all the question every day. Otherwise, you can find it on Noster, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or MeWe. The first two are where you're going to get your answers heard because the other three don't like to give me messages. They don't like to give me notifications. So I don't always see it till after the fact. Join us on Telegram, t.me slash lots feed. Now back to the main show. I like that. Um, I like that. Um, that question. That was a good one. Music is good. Music is good. I don't talk about music very much. Um, I was that kid that had everything from um, classical, Beethoven, Mozart, Chopin, um, all the way up to like gangster rap and uh, heavy metal, like ministry and obituary, things like that. Those were all on my uh, on my playlists when I was a kid. And I, I kind of went through that development of, yes, I've seen eight tracks in vehicles, uh, cassette tapes, CD players, radio, mini disc players, MP3s, um, you name it. And I started with it and went through it and came out the other end. And here we are on just all digital MP3s. So... I consumed a lot of music and I was really into the technology. So the more technology came, the more I had to grab albums of like when mini disc player comes out and there's only uh, it's brand new, only a few bands really decide to jump on them. And so you listen to what you can get. Um, Kyle Backwoods Butcher says I'm retarded and listen to rebel country. Now it's not always bad if it's new. It's horrible. If it's old, if it's like Waylon and uh, and that folk, it's um, quality stuff, dude. Anyway, let's get to that history segment that uh, and uh, roll through that, and then we'll get to today's topics. Here we go with the history segment brought to you by Pip over at DuctionCups.com. Duction Cups is on a record-setting sales month. I saw a couple of weeks ago that they were, oh, last week, they were already past their May numbers, and it was only halfway through June. Let's give them a, a big number to beat in July, guys. Let's make June huge for DuctionCups.com. Get over there and order some cups and some boards and some ducks and some swag. You can find something that you're going to like over at DuctionCups.com. Get over there now if you like the history segment. <laughs> anyway, let's do it. History for June 20th. Today is June 20th, 23, but on <laughs> June 20th, great greetings and salutations, humans. Welcome to Tuesday. You will be grading yourself on today's exam. This day, June 20th, 1791, King Louis the 16th, disguised as a valet, and the French royal family attempt to flee Paris during the French Revolution. <laughs> the old switcheroo. Uh, this day, uh, 1840, Samuel Morris receives the patent for the first telegraph. Morris contributed to the invention of the single wire telegraph system based on European telegraphs. He was a co-developer of Morse code and developed, and weird shocker there, um, Morse code and helped to develop the commercial use of telegraphy. Telegraphy. I don't know how you um, how you would uh, so you would say that. Anyway, uh, this day in 1945, the United States Secretary of State approves the transfer of uh, Weimar von Braun and his team of Nazi rocket scientists to the U.S. under Operation Paperclip. <laughs> and if you remember back when uh, Word, the, the, the Word processing program came out, there used to be that little paperclip guy. Yeah. You want to learn more about him? Google Operation Paperclip. You'll be surprised. This day in 1990, asteroid Eureka is discovered. It was discovered by David H. Levy and Henry Holt at Palomar Observatory on 20th June 1990. It trails Mars, so need, no need for another thing to concern ourselves about. Pip says, bless you, Corey. Jeez. All about the women. All about the women. Those are our what happened today. A pretty light day um, with the big holiday yesterday. I'm sure it was uh, it was things. Oh, wait, that only started two years ago. Um, happy birthdays. Happy birthdays, June 20th, 1889. John S. Periscavopoulos. <laughs> How do you like that, boys? 
a Greek South African astronomer and academic. Uh, he died in 1951. In September 1923, Dr. Paris, he didn't even put the full name. He thought I was going to struggle with it so bad. Accepted an offer from Dr. Harlow Shapley to become the superintendent of the Harvard Observatory Southern Station. He left his post due to a lack of funding and went to uh, Arequipa, Peru, to work at Boyden Station, a branch of Harvard Observatory, with a view to finding, with a view to finding a more suitable location for it. The decision was made to move Boyden Station to South Africa due to better weather conditions and the fact that Paris Gazopoulos served there as director of the Boyden Observatory in South Africa from 1927 to 1951. He co-discovered a couple of comments. Comets, the crater uh, Perikevopolis on the moon is named after him. Weird. I would have never guessed uh, 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 something named the Perikevopolis crater on the moon would have been named after John Perikevopolis. It's such a common name. It's like Smith, I think. <laughs> oh, Pip's notes. Yeah, I found a few comments. What'd you do this week? <laughs> Uh, this day in 1968, Robert Robert Rodriguez, American director, producer, and screenwriter, was born. An American film writer, composer, and visual effects supervisor, he shoots, edits, produces, and scores many of his films in Mexico and in his home state of Texas. Pips notes, yeah, that guy from Dust Till Dawn, Sin City. I'm sure there are other movies the dude was involved in. He's got a very unique style for sure. This day in 1977, Amos Lee, American singer and songwriter, Lee has recorded five albums on Blue Note Records and has toured as an opening act for, you ready? Nora Jones, Bob Dylan, Elvis Costello, Paul Simon, Merle Haggard, Van Morrison, John Prine, Dave Matthews Band, Adele, the Zach Brown Band, Jack Johnson, the Abbott Brothers, and David Gray. I think that might be a comprehensive list, but probably not all of them. His music has appeared on soundtracks of numerous TV shows and movies. That was a list of pretty good artists that he has been playing with. Uh, this day in 2003, Hans Niemann was born, American chess player, an American chess grandmaster and Twitch streamer. He was awarded the grandmaster title of, by FIDE on January 2nd, 2021. As of February 2023, he is the fourth highest rated junior in the world and 35th overall. The dude's 20 years old. 20 years old. I don't know what Kyle's trying to write there. We'll see. Uh, who died? Who kicked off today, June 20th, uh, June 20th, 1875, if you were around then, you would have been able to go to the funeral of Joseph Meek, American police officer and politician, was a pioneer, mountain man, law enforcement official, and politician in the Oregon County and later Oregon Territory of the United States. Hey, George Ledimir, Belgian priest, physicist, and astronomer, a uh, Belgian Catholic priest, theoretical physicist, and mathematician, and astronomer, and professor of physics at the Catholic University of Leuven. He was the first to theorize that the recession of nearby galaxies can be explained by the expanding universe, which was uh, ob, uh, ob <laughs> observationally confirmed soon afterwards by Edwin Hubble of the Hubble telescope. Uh, Pips notes, a priest and physics. He looks to the heavens and thought the big bang way. Huh? Yeah. As I was reading that, I got a little, um, I got a little confused. It's very, it's very counterintuitive to have someone so deeply into religion and science at the same time, in my opinion. June 20th, 2011, Ryan Dunn, American television personality, was born in 1977. Best known as one of the stars of the MTV reality stunt show Jackass and its film franchise, Pips notes, he did, his car did 140 swiftly 
into a tree after leaving a bar. Ryan was a troubled soul. And um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Holidays today, June 20th. June 20th, International World Refugee Day, designed to celebrate and honor refugees from around the world. The day was first established on the 20th, June 2001, in recognition of the 50th anniversary of the 1951 convention relating to the state's status of refugees. Pips notes, does anyone actually celebrate being a refugee? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Depends on how bad the place is you're leaving. Uh, National Flag Day in Argentina. West Virginia celebrates West Virginia Day. Celebrated annually on June 20th. The day celebrates the state's 1863 admission to the Union as a result of the secession of several northwestern counties of Virginia during the American Civil War. It is mostly celebrated through festivals in major West Virginian cities. Pips notes, well, look who's back. International Surfing Day, established in 2005 by Surfing Magazine and the Surf Rider Foundation. So, like, people can just make holidays up, because I think we should make a lots project holiday. We should figure that out. The Surf Rider Foundation, International Surfing Day, closely follows the spirit and intent of the World Surf Day, established by the Usernet news group Alt.Surfing in 1993. Pips notes, this Florida dude has spent less than six minutes on a surfboard. That being said, this dude also throws the Shaka surfer wave more than most. <laughs> Pip, it's cool. It is cool, man. It's all about the vibe, not about the ride. Um, let's see. This concludes this history stuff on this Tuesday. Uh, good, good stuff. And stay out, stay out of the hospital if you can. Everybody, if you can manage to stay out of the hospital, please do that. Just remember, what doesn't kill you might just might require a short hospital stay. Cheers, and until next time, Pip with DuctionCups.com. And Pip, we're sorry your fridge went out. We're glad you're still alive. And man, be careful next week when pulling off that, uh, that pool and Jeep cable combo. Been another edition of lots of history. I appreciate all the work Pip does. Oh, for sure. Let's get back to these comments. Kyle blabbering over here in the comments. He says, Michelle Rodriguez's dad. I'm aware that it's spelt wrong. Who is who is Michelle Rodriguez and who is her dad? Backwards Butcher says at least he didn't get to the point where he said, I'll smoke crack until I die unless I can see my son. Um, Bam Majera. Yeah. Uh, and happy Lots Project Day. Make sure you randomly stop what you're doing and freeze with a weird face every 10 minutes in honor of the show. <laughs> see, Let's see if Elon will freeze me like that, Kyle. <laughs> Take a screenshot. <laughs> oh man, I think Kyle was a was a jackass fan. Like I, I'm just now thinking about how old he is um, when he grew up. Kyle, did you watch a lot of Jackass when you were a kid, teen, maybe? The chick from the Fast and the Furious. Who's her dad? The chick, the chick that, uh, that, um, Paul, the Paul guy, what was his last name? The guy that died from driving too fast. Weird, ironic, Paul, um, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. The other guy, not Vin Diesel, the other guy. <laughs> the chick that he likes, Vin Diesel's sister, is that Michelle Rodriguez? I don't know. I never cared about actresses and stuff. Paul Walker. There you go, Pip. Thanks. You got it. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you guys would be there to help me. <laughs> oh, what do I have on my list today? Oh, okay. The director from the Texas-Mexico thing you just said in the history segment. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Director from uh, Texas, Mexico thing. Yeah, I was thinking you were trying to tell me that Ryan Dunn was that chick's dad. 
maybe who's your daddy, but not her father for sure. Pip says Paul had expired tires on his Porsche were five years past old. I didn't know if tires expired by age. Did they dry rod or something? Was it a classic Porsche? I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Interesting. What's on my list? Rotting armadillo. I can almost smell it from here. Uh, Green's experiment is kicked off and underway. And um, I had a, I have a little idea that might turn into something or it might not. I had, uh, I had the pleasure of helping one of the community members this weekend a little bit. Uh, we didn't make it all the way through, but we also started talking a little bit about that there might be a need for this service. So Kyle said uh, she's been in a bunch of his movies and she was in Machete. Machete. <laughs> Gotta love Machete. Huh. Hi, Corey. Everybody say hi, Corey. <laughs> She's wondering now what Kyle can see on his 80-inch screen. <laughs> All right. Dead armadillo. We got an armadillo. I talked about it last night. If you joined in, I did these show notes before I, uh, I got ditched on last night. I had everything set up and ready because uh, it was back-to-back -back interviews. And uh, so I had the, the rotting armadillo on my list of topics. So here we are. We are in the camper looking out um, on this decently sized front yard uh, that we have in front of us, but there's a house across the street street in front of us. I've kind of described this um, described this area and um, all the roadkill. I think I've even mentioned the roadkill before, uh, how much roadkill is on this, this road, and it doesn't last long. It, uh, there's plenty of vultures um coyotes and it appears that the termites ants and other bugs will eat the roadkill pretty quick too Corey also got a video of a dung beetle uh rolling um rolling some of our dog poop away so if you want to check out baby baby walter and company on tiktok you can see a, a dung beetle actually rolling uh dog poop saint bernard poop too it's a really big it's a really big ball of poo that this bug is rolling. But anyway, um, it, uh, it got hit. Armadillo got hit across the street the other night. I think it was Friday night, Corey, we were sitting here. It was, <coughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> that snuck up on me really quick. Sorry guys. Holy crap. Um, so we, we were sitting on the road here and, uh, I mean, we weren't sitting on the road or sitting in the camper. We had the windows open and it was about dusk, wasn't it? And we hear a thud as a car went by. Well, the car slowed down. We hear thud. The car really slowed down. And then it, um, it took off. It got faster. Corey's like, I think it just hit something. And there's a dog over there that we call secret pooper. Uh, it's the one that comes over and poops in our yard. He sneaks over here. Not our yard. It's somebody else's yard that we're staying at, but we watch it all the time. He just, like, the neighbors must have him trained. It's fantastic uh, that he kind of wanders over here, sniffs around a little bit, and then goes and poops in this yard and then goes back to his yard. It's like, that's brilliant if you can pull it off. Um, and so we were concerned the secret pooper got hit by the car. Uh, we were concerned that there's a couple other dogs there. There's a, a small dachshund, and there is, uh, what's that other thing, like a shepherd maybe? There's a couple dogs over there. They, they pretty much stay over there, but sometimes they're in the street. And we were concerned that it got hit. Not concerned enough to go out and check. But um, when morning light came and Corey, um, Corey, uh, <laughs> Corey took the dogs for a walk. She went out there and realized it was an armadillo. And it was right on the side of the road, feet up, dead as a doornail. Um probably all stiff from being there dead overnight. And um, so we started watching it. We can see it from our, our window. I can see it here now. Uh, Corey is upset because uh, yesterday it got moved a little bit, but that's part of the, the story. And um, so we were watching this armadillo. So all day Saturday, it sits there. Nothing happens. 
dogs don't want anything to do with it. Nothing wants anything to do with it. Um, Sunday, nothing, nothing. Yesterday, I think it got rotten enough that the vultures might have smelled it or found it. And so Corey, for entertainment all day while she was working, was observing vultures eating a dead armadillo. This is what my wife enjoys to watch. She had the binoculars out. She was um, critiquing the the order in which the vulture was consuming the dead armadillo, uh, that it was going for the eyes and then the tongue and then the neck. Um, she would get disappointed when cars would drive by and the arm and the the vultures would fly away and there was no action for a while but then she would get excited when they would start to fly back in and try to get to the armadillo um the dog would come and chase the the birds away and she would get sad for a little bit and then the birds would come back and then finally at one point the birds dragged the armadillo Dragged it just enough that now there is a tree in between Corey's viewing position and the armadillo, and she can't see it. And she honestly requested me to go move it. I think she really wants me to go drag it out in front of the camper so that she can watch it up close. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get leprosy. I don't want my wiener to fall off. Um, and that's what armadillos carry. So yesterday evening after the armadillo experience before my uh, before my uh, interview came up, I uh, Corey asked me to look up some armadillo facts. Well, she didn't ask me to look them up. So Corey knows me enough that if she starts asking me questions and I don't know the answers, I'll look it up. Like she knows I can't resist. She'll ask me a question. It'll be some off the word, off the wall, random fact about a movie or an animal or something like that. And she'll just wait. And I'll be like, I don't know. I don't know. And she knows that it'll just sit in my head and spin. It will sit there and sit there and sit there. And then I pick up my phone or I go to my laptop and I fucking find the answer. So yesterday, she kept asking me all these armadillo questions. So finally, I looked it up and I read her the whole article about the armadillo. She was so excited. She learned all sorts of stuff about armadillos. She was super excited about their name. Uh, the Spanish meaning of the word armadillo is little armored one. So Corey will now be referring to all armadillos, not as armadillos, but hey, little armored one. Um, yeah. So anyway, found out all sorts of facts about armadillos, read her the whole article, read her. It was like so in-depth. There was stuff you'd never think you'd even know about an armadillo. And we get done. I do my first interview with Kyle there. We wrap up and she started asking me more questions. She's like, I got more questions about armadillos. I'm like, what do you think? I'm an armadillo expert. Oh. Um. <laughs> Backwoods says secret pooper squats where we're squatting. <laughs> uh, Canadian farm says you don't shit where you live. Yeah, super, secret pooper definitely doesn't do that. Uh, Kyle says I need to uh, I need to <laughs> I need to move the armadillo and talk to her in the Planet Earth narrator voice all day. <laughs> She'll regret the decision for having me move it. Canadian Farmstead says, I'm in trouble because leprosy does go for the smallest extremities first. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle says, I am currently an armadillo expert. So you got what you got. You got what you got. Anyway, armadillo is still there. Corey checked out on it this morning. And she said the progression is the maggots and the ants are eating its head. Head? Yeah. So. I'm sure there'll be a daily armadillo update until it is gone, which doesn't take long around here. Like I said, anyway, this weekend, I, um, I've been taught, well, not this weekend. I've been talking, uh, the last week or two, I've been talking about trying to grow some, uh, some greens here and the, in the RV, something in a portable container, container garden, something I was trying to figure out something that I could pick up, bring into the camper easily when we travel and when we get back, just take it outside. It's not going to be a mess. It's not going to be a bunch of hydroponics, water, chemicals, all that. Just looking for simple soil 
and salad greens. Don't need, I don't need tomatoes. I don't need peppers. I don't need any of that. I just need salad greens. Um, <laughs> Backwoods Butcher says, Corey, if you don't call his penis little armored one, you're missing a huge opportunity. <laughs> well, he said missing an opportunity. I put in huge. <laughs> okay, so I've been trying to figure out this greens thing. Uh, we really enjoyed fresh salad greens when we had the hydroponic system in the kitchen. And I want to get back to that. But I don't want to do the hydro. So what I came up with was um, what I had on hand. I kind of went through the things. We had the seeds. Uh, we've, we've narrowed it down to a couple different leaf lettuce, uh, ruby red, and a black seeded Simpson, black Simpson seeded, black seeded Simpson, black seeded Simpson, uh, some spinach mustard. Nope. Some mustard spinach, leaf mustard spinach, and a couple of different types of spinach itself. The setup that I decided to go with was a, it's called a sweater box, I guess. It's uh, just a cheapy clear plastic tote. It's about, uh, what was it, 18 inches by 11 inches, 14 inches by 11 inches, um, 14 by 11, I believe. Anyway, I, uh, I have Cocoa Core on hand. I use it for the toilet every weekend or every other weekend. We switch out the toilet. I rehydrate some cocoa corn and I was looking at it and I was like, man, I carry this stuff anyway. I'm guessing that I could get multiple turns of plants out of this single cocoa core. Um, so basically if I could get uh, a couple months out of one brick, I'd be more than satisfied. I was like, I'm going to use this for a substrate. Started looking into it a little bit more and it's very nutrient deficient. It's just the husks of coconuts. So, you know, it's, um, it's not real nutrient dense. I don't need a lot of nutrients for those greens. So I was thinking of different ways to maybe inoculate the cocoa core and basically came down to the easiest thing would be to mix some good soil into it. Well, I happen to be also going out to Toolman Tim's property here in Tennessee, which is basically undeveloped land, uh, raw land, um, forest trees, leaves, composting, um, dead organics, composting, animals, whatever, into the soil for years and years and years and years. Well, what could be a better natural uh, nutrient than some soil? So I took two, uh, no, I took one gallon Ziploc bag full of native forest soil from Toolman Tim's property, brought it back here, mixed it in with a high rehydrated cocoa core, put it into the pan. And this weekend, I um, this weekend I got it planted in. I divided it into four quadrants and was trying to figure out what kind of density I could grow this because it's not normal growing. Like I'm not growing heads of lettuce or anything like that. I'm just growing salad greens. So it doesn't need a whole lot of room. I didn't know how far to space them. So I did an experiment. I did some pretty... Um, pretty wide spacing for one little quadrant and only planted six seeds in the whole area. Uh, I doubled that in another. I did some uh, more dense in another section. And then in the fourth section, I just mixed the seeds together and kind of broadcast them pretty heavily over that corner. So I'm going to watch it. I'm going to keep an eye on it. We're going to see what grows, what doesn't at any point. If it's just a failure, I'll dump it out and I'll reclaim the, the growing medium and start again. So we're on day two today. There's no action. Like this is not a fast process. I was contemplating doing a series on TikTok where I just take a picture of it every day with nothing growing and say, still waiting, <laughs> still waiting. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Golden Crickets, good morning. How are you doing? And she says, geez, Kyle, you were chatty this morning. Kyle is chatty all the time. I think he's keeping his fingers busy on the keyboard to keep himself from grabbing a cigarette. He also says that he's got GSD on board. That'll do it for sure. Oh, wow. And then she says she ho hopefully he'll put it to something more productive. Really? Thanks. Thanks. You're here. I see you. By the way, good choices on songs this morning, Golden Cricket. Thanks for stopping in later when you get out of bed. 
Backwoods Butcher says that doesn't stop my fingers. <laughs> oh no, are you voice to text? <laughs> How does your voice to text not spell Rodriguez? <clears throat> so that's the Greens experiment. We're on day two here. I will keep you updated. Probably, maybe, probably, maybe, <laughs> probably, maybe a weekly update. I'm thinking. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully it works. Hopefully at least one of those quadrants works. I'm hoping that the the mixed seed works really good. Then I will um, probably do some sort of my own blend and keep it in a baggie and then just broadcast that in it when I need to replant. That would be ideal. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Kyle says his voice text doesn't work because his voice is still that retarded. And for anybody work listening that's getting uh, butt hurt by the the term retarded, uh, the the definition of retarded is actually slow. Uh, I come from a music background, and uh, when I was a kid, I learned all sorts of different uh, music, reading music, and there is a retarded. There's a retard um, uh, term. It means slow down. So you've co-opted the word, and now you're butt hurt by it. I'm going to use it for what it means: slow. All right. What do we got? What do we got? That was the Greens experiment. Oh, this weekend. Got a couple minutes. Got a couple minutes to touch on it. It's a, it's a, um, Kyle says, and it's also the name of his farm, the Retard Ranch. <laughs> come at me, bro. Yeah. I hope they come up and try to, um, try to, I hope they come up and try to, uh, give you shit about it. Hey, what are you going to do about it? Kyle walks out with all his uh, his his butchering uh, firearms and and bladed weapons and says, "I'll call it whatever I want." <laughs> uh, Canadian Farm says, "says Does anyone have some messages other people post not show up in the chat?" Yes, I do. I do all the time, and that's very infuriating. As a, as a viewer, I know I've toggled back and forth between the live chat and the top chat option on YouTube. But as the the streamer, as the content creator and the channel owner, show me the messages, please. There may be somebody that's asking a question that I'm supposed to address, and then they feel alienated because I don't acknowledge their comments. Golden Cricket says, yes, if it's not on live chat, default to the top chat yeah something like that i should be able to um <laughs> canadian farmer says i see some of kyle's messages but some you're reading i don't see that's because youtube probably thinks kyle's a spammer <laughs> uh just a couple of um thoughts on something i got to do this weekend that may turn into something may not may just be a um uh, favor to do people in, in sometime here and there. Um, so a friend of uh, a friend of the community, a friend of mine, uh, Kerry Brown, uh, Strong Roots Resources. He's been on the show. He is a supporter of the show. He's in the group. He's been out to Toolman Tim's with me doing some uh, evaluations and some checking things out. I uh, really like Kerry, stand-up dude, and uh, if you don't know him, get to know him and uh, and and take some of the knowledge that man has and and put it to work. Anyway, he he has a small little uh, off-grid on his on his family's property around Knoxville, and his solar charge his solar went out. Uh, he had an inverter go out. He had some issues. He was able to get new parts, get them installed, and then he was having issues. Um. He was having trouble getting a hold of the tech support. He was having trouble getting a hold of the, the guy that got him the inverter uh, for a little help. And he knew that I had solar. So he shot me a message on Telegram. Hey, Carrie, how's it going? What's going on, man? Uh, he asked me if I could help him with his solar system. Uh, turns out he had a different model of inverter, charger, uh, charge controller inverter that I did. But man, the screens were the same. The display was the same and the menus were the same. Uh, and you know, general troubleshooting is pretty standard across the board. 
So for sure, I helped him. Uh, we walked through a bunch of stuff. We kind of eliminated a lot of stuff and uh, and pinpointed down to where we think the issue is. Uh, he's got someone that has some uh, some hands-on electrical skills to help him come swap some parts out to do some more troubleshooting. But we started going down that road. And during the, during the troubleshooting, Carrie mentioned that he goes, you know, I wasn't able to get a hold of tech support. And if you and Sean hadn't been around, I'd, I'd be like shit out of luck. And he's like, you also have a way with explaining the technical so that I can understand it. And not Carrie isn't dumb. Carrie is a smart dude. Um, but man, some of the some of the technical concepts in the solar systems and just the wording, the terminology, uh, you need a translator. I happen to be able to do that. I, I've looked into enough of my system and I understand enough of the, the electrical troubleshooting and things like that that I can kind of translate it to everyday everyday um language and also a lot of times you don't need tech support you don't need to wait for them you just need somebody with different eyes on it um i've run into this where i've looked at something i looked at an issue and tried to found it try to find it over and over and over and over and uh it's the stupid thing that you keep missing because you're too close someone with a fresh set of eyes just looking at some information or a problem can easily knock it out um, and you don't need to go to tech support. So Carrie and I started batting around an idea wondering if there is a need for a um, not a certified guy, not a company tech support, not a um, not a uh, installer, just a guy that, man, my shit's not working. Um, can you help me out? Can you um, do some consulting? Uh, do some troubleshooting uh, remotely. And so I'm trying to, I'm spinning on it a little bit. I, I kind of have it down, um, trying to figure out what parameters of that would fit into a, a schedule because it's obviously not a, a nine to five thing. It's a, as needed, uh, but it's also nice to be able to say, I'm too busy. So that idea is in the hopper, but I really enjoyed uh, helping carry troubleshoot it. It got me to get back in the swing of looking at my solar information and things like that. So that's exciting. I have to do uh, some content about the solar. When I installed the system, all the content turned out like shit. So I just have never gotten back to redoing it. I should do that. Uh, we have a pretty cool system that I built myself. With the help of some people, um, but physically built it myself. The design was with the help of other people. So, might be getting into talking a little bit about solar. Um, Golden Crickets, man, one comment before we get into wrapping up here. Oh my gosh, it's 34 degrees right now and it's June 20th. 34 degrees, Corey. 34 degrees in California right now at Golden Crickets' house. Um, yeah. So that's kind of that. That's kind of that. Item of the day today kind of piggybacks on yesterday. Yesterday was the Mighty Mo uh, jet boil burner with the power, the jet power fuel canister. Uh, today is the Stanley Boil and Brew, the, the other half of that combination that I use to make coffee if we're out camping. If we're outside the camper, we use it to make coffee, tea, whatever, uh, if we're just not inside to use the burner. Um, the boil and brew is great. You can use it to make soup, heat up soup, heat up water, heat up anything. It's a, a stainless steel canister, uh, or cup mug, 32 ounce size, uh, inside there's a sleeve that's removable that has a screen on the bottom. It functions just like any other French press. You boil up the water, but the nice part is you can do it in the container. Most of the French presses are either plastic or double walled or whatever. You can't put it on a fire. This one is unique in the fact that you can heat the water up in it, get the water to a boil, let it come down a little bit, dump your grounds in, mix them up, let them sit for four minutes, and the sleeve slides right in. It presses the grounds down with the screen on the bottom. The coffee is in. You pour it out. You enjoy it. Ten minutes. Have your cap. Have your thirty-two ounces of coffee made. Stanley Boyle and Brew item of the day today. Check it out. Links are in the video description. Review for all three uh, things in that system are in the, the blog post. Link is in the video description, in the audio description. Check out the Stanley Boyle and Brew. Upcoming interviews. Chris Jensen this Thursday night. Nomadic Carpenter. Um, Nomadic Carpenter. Awesome story. 
uh, before he became a nomadic carpenter, it was an even cooler story. Uh, Kyle, uh, the backwoods butcher, hooked me up with him. It's a buddy of his, and uh, I'm glad he did. Pre-recorded interview, it went great. Couple technical issues, just because. Um, why would I be able to have an interview without this the the internet cutting out? But Thursday night, releasing it, Chris Jensen, the big red beard guy. <laughs> I think it's what he goes by. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. All his stuff will be in the in the video description on Thursday. And that's kind of it, guys. We're in an hour. It is Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Not quite Wednesday. Not quite the hump day. It's not Thursday. It's not Friday. Tuesday. It's just one of them days in the middle that uh, that just kind of fade into the rest of the week. Enjoy it and make it happen. If you'd enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster, Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys, and tomorrow will be hump day, and we will catch up with you then.